Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. And welcome to today's podcast in which I'm joined by Rebecca and Rebecca and I have spoken before and we were just talking before the recording started and I just want to share with you listeners this as well. I've been on the phone quite a lot today on a lot of support calls uh, trying to get my electricity power sorted and I was feeling a little bit down I must admit when I first jumped on this call but as I see Rebecca on screen which I know you can't see She's got some very sparkly, twinkly fairy lights up behind it. And that has lifted me. And I hope that just helping you listeners think about sparkly, twinkly lights has helped lift you as well. But let me tell you a little bit about Rebecca. Rebecca is a launch copywriter and content marketing strategist who uses businesses' unique power to craft words that authentically reflect you and genuinely inspire your audience. And when your ideal client commits to working with you, they can only take your word for it until they experience the results themselves. So Rebecca makes those words impactful, whether it's for social media posts or a sales page. Welcome to today's podcast episode, Rebecca. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to chat. Yeah, sparky lights and all. So that's good. Exactly. (laughs) So tell me um, a little bit of the backstory of what got you into copywriting and and in particular, I mean, you you hear people very often say they're a copywriter, but a launch copywriter. So give us a little bit of a story behind you and then tell us a little bit about what you mean by launch copywriter. Yeah. Um, So it's a kind of funny story in that I didn't really expect myself to be a business owner ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably because my idea of a business owner was very much based on The Apprentice. <laughs> right. Um, but I always wanted to be a writer from a very young age. Um, that really inspired me. Um, so I went to university for creative writing, um, mm-hmm. which was a really great experience because as well as writing in different fiction-based forms, we wrote in various different non-fiction and more business focused forms Uh, so it's a great time to experiment and figure out what I enjoyed doing Um, as most people who leave university I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do Um, and then I actually graduated in 2020 Uh, so that was an interesting time Um, and so kind of stuck in lockdown uh, going crazy as we all were Um, I decided to give freelancing a go. Uh, It's something I've heard of because I know a lot of writers and creative people kind of have portfolio careers where they work with various different people. And I ended up really enjoying it. Um, I could follow my creativity, work on projects I was actually passionate about. You know, I wasn't joining a massive company and only making the tea for everyone. I was really um, developing my skills. And I gravitated towards small business because uh, what I was doing felt really meaningful um, and it was 
often very personality based, which I enjoyed having being able to kind of show what someone's all about, their values, um, how much of an amazing person they are instead of, you know, the corporate talk that bigger companies have. Um, And then I kind of niched down again into launches initially because I found them really enjoyable. Um, There's just such an energy and excitement around bringing a new program or course or product into the world. And there is definitely a need for it in that uh, there's a lot of copy involved. I mean, in general, there's a lot involved in launches. Um, So helping people with that load to get everything they need written and get the best results they can. It's a really satisfying thing to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's it's interesting because I should imagine it's been really, really busy, certainly over the last two years, because so many people have launched so much either doing things online you know, we've all had that phrase haven't we to pivot where people have had to redo things in different ways so yeah i can i can see how launching is something that has become something quite fashionable really as well as quite important to businesses so yeah that's great yeah definitely so tell us a little bit about what you're drinking today and i know you started off when i asked you this question before the recording saying you know it's just 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 coffee not a coffee connoisseur but tell us a little bit about the coffee how you take it but tell us about the mug that you're drinking it in as well yeah so i'm not a coffee connoisseur um but i enjoy a hot drink it's a comforting thing give you a bit of energy um and i like to mix between different teas as well uh Depends on how much caffeine I think I should have that day. (laughs) Uh, But the mug I have is actually one from university. Um, So there's a lot of memories surrounding it. I lived with a very good friend of mine, um, which was a lot of fun, also a lot of chaos. Uh, So it definitely reminds me of her. And I, I was actually very lucky to, she's studying in Paris at the moment. So last week, I went to visit her in Paris, which was so much fun. Wow. And and how was, I mean, I'm going skiing in a, in a couple of weeks' time, so how was the travel? Did it Was it hard work travelling to France, or was it pretty straightforward? Um, I'm, I'm asking that from a personal point of view, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot more straightforward now, um, as long as you've got the right documents, you know, your COVID pass and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. The only thing that slightly surprised me was on the way back from France to England, they asked us to wear surgical masks on the plane, not cloth masks, um, which I hadn't experienced before. Um, But other than that, um, I had, you know, my pass, the passenger locator form. It wasn't as bad as it has been. No, no, no. No, and I've, I've got all those ready to fill out because you can't fill them out until 48 hours before yeah. when you're there. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. So so you've got your coffee. You've told us about the mug. How do you take your coffee? Is it is it white? Do you take sugar? Is it heaps of sugar, a little bit of sugar? Tell us a little bit about how you take the coffee. Yeah, milk and sugar. Uh, I try to keep it to one sugar, but if I'm having a bad day, I might put an extra on it. <laughs> We well, see, I don't take sugar at all in any, any of my drinks. I really don't like sugar. But I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yesterday uh, I consumed 
a, a large number of biscuits because biscuits are my sugar intake or yeah. something like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely with you on that, but not sugar, but biscuits. It's a bit of a pick me up. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. A, I've done two half day courses. And I think when you're doing things like that, energy levels tend to drop a little bit as well. And yeah, I could eat grapes and nuts and stuff like that. But one, I'm allergic to nuts. So that's not a good thing. <laughs> but I'm not allergic to many biscuits. So that's good. Yeah, that will do. <laughs> so so you've not been um, obviously out of university um, that long. And yeah, interesting time to come out of university. What's the what's the latest or most significant thing that you've been working on yourself or in your own business then? For me, I think it's been genuinely believing in my own value. Uh-huh. Um, it seems like a, a very like wishy-washy mindset thing, but I know the impact it even has on me in terms of writing content for myself. Um, if you feel like you can't, share your knowledge with conviction or when you try to get into your the mindset of your ideal client but you're thinking oh they wouldn't want to work with me then it's really hard to get into that mindset and speak to them in the way they um, need to be spoken to to feel confident in you and I think it's something I didn't really notice for a while Um, because I was just like oh I'm just giving it a go and then I was just like oh I don't want to take myself too seriously which ended up me not taking myself seriously enough um, and lacking that confidence. Yeah, it does have a ripple effect on your whole business, really. Yeah. And, and yeah, in, in my own businesses over, over the decades, that I've had businesses and the business I work with now, I see that in myself and so many other people so much. And it's, I think it's so underestimated how mm-hmm. that, affects us and affects our businesses and you know when you said there yeah about the effect that it had on you yeah it does have that ripple effect and it it can be quite destructive to have that inner voice and that sort of sometimes it can be very strong can't it was you know I wouldn't pay more than that so why would anybody pay me more than that Mm -hmm. but also it can be that other spectrum of I'm not worthy and that yeah. can that can be really destructive to a business and a business owner, can't it? So uh, definitely. So, what kind of things did you find yourself doing to to work through this? Then, what what helped you that might help listeners right now listening to this? For me, I think it was networking and building relationships with other business owners because then, just naturally, I experienced their viewpoint of me and it was very different from how I saw myself just because we're usually a lot more critical of ourselves yeah um and I was thinking oh if they see me like this you know then potential clients see me like this then there has to be truth in it um and that gradual change in terms of uh not necessarily taking all my thoughts as fact yeah. and building those uh, almost like systems of proof where I had that self-doubt and I'll be like well um, I did this or this person said this about me um, which really challenged those thoughts I think especially because you know I'm quite a recent graduate you know I don't have 
10 years of corporate experience I really let that be like well then you're only worth so much but for a lot of people that didn't matter to them what mattered was uh, my approach to writing uh, the writing that I did they found powerful and just how I interacted with people um, in a warm way that felt like I really cared that was more yeah. important to them than my corporate experience and I think you've, you've touched on something really really important there Rebecca that I think the listeners need to pick up on as well I mean that systems of proof mm. is, is really important and you know when you talk about networking uh, you've obviously found some good networking as well and I think that's important isn't it that yeah. if you're surrounding yourself with a network which is supportive and encouraging uh, that that group of people can make such a difference because I, I, in the years I've been in some amazing groups and I've been in some groups that probably haven't been so good and supportive. Yeah. But you know, the, the thing you, you mentioned there is really important to find that, that voice in yourself and to actually see the benefits of the results that you give. I know so many people that don't value themselves that highly yet they deliver amazing results and their clients say they deliver amazing results but they still don't see the value in themselves yeah. so I think the way you've connected that up where the results and also how you've behaved your values and the way you behave to people I think is really really important and we should look more when we value ourselves at one how we treat people how they treat us but also about those results that we achieve as well so I think that's that's great that you've connected that there yeah, and it helps you attract the right people if you're only focused on uh, what you could say are more superficial things like the money, then you're going to end up working with people who only want you at the cheapest price. But if you really put across the importance of having a good relationship with your clients, then naturally you're going to attract people that have that same priority. So true. Yeah, so true. So how what, what kind of difference do you think that's that's made you know how has that changed you from how you were before to the person that's sat in front of me right now what kind of difference has it made it's made like quite a wide range of difference in terms of um I'm more likely to take opportunities or look for opportunities yeah um instead of doubting whether I should do it or you know if I send that email and ask that person that thing will I look stupid and it being like well no it's a legitimate request as a business owner and you know things like that but I've even noticed it in the content I put out and how I position myself as a business owner I've got a lot of good feedback like uh talking about how they feel like my content has improved even more probably because I have that confidence to say this is the exact person I want to work with and I'm gonna speak to them I'm not gonna worry about whether I deserve to work with them or uh, whether it will look silly if I try to market myself to that type of person I'm just gonna go for it with full conviction and I'm gonna believe in myself um, instead of you know waiting for people to believe in me yeah and I'm, I'm sure that people listening to this are also thinking the same thing that I'm thinking about you, Rebecca. And you know, I realised this when I spoke to you the very first time after the networking event that we met on, that when you, when we listen to you talk the way you do, and I know, you know, copywriting and writing is what you do, 
but you sound as though you've been doing this for the last 30 years. Yeah, the, the way you come across, and I think that's really important, isn't it? Because you know, in the way we value ourselves, we also have to have this level of maturity in the mm-hmm. way that we do business. And you know, credit to you for that. You know, for somebody who graduated in 2020, you've got an amazing maturity in your attitude to business and how uh, people should do business and how you do business, which I think is also something that attracts people to you. So well, well done, I think. Congratulations are definitely in order for that. Thank you so much. So if people want to find out more about you and the, the business, and of course we'll put the links, et cetera, in the show notes, how can people best connect with you and find out more about you? Yeah, so I'm most active on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, my business name is Powered Up Content. So that's how you can find me on Instagram. Um, my LinkedIn is Rebecca Clark Copywriter. Okay. Um, yeah, those are the main ways to connect with me. You can check out my website to be part of my email list, poweredupcontent.com. Um, yeah, those are probably the easiest ways. <laughs> and and Rebecca, let's just make sure the listeners are getting it spelled right. So it's R-E-B-E-C-C-A. Yeah. And Clark is without an E, so it's C-L-A-R-K. Yes, that's Rebecca right. Clark, yeah. And it's, just give us the name of the website again and the business Powered name. Up Content. So power, E-D, yeah. up content. Powered Up Content. Love it. Yeah. I did a course some um, about two years ago now for the coaches that I work with in my group, and it was Powered Up Conversions. Oh, and great. I was I was surprised, you know, as soon as you put that into any kind of stock photos, all you get is Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find an image that was like powered up and all I got were these Power Rangers. Everywhere. Like, no, I don't want Power Rangers. I don't want superhero <laughs> things. I want something that just shows a bit more energy in it. But yeah, it was interesting. Oh, so if, if you could give the... Perhaps the people that are first starting off, I want to ask you to give this in multiple layers. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's going to put you on the spot a little bit. Um, for people who are perhaps just leaving university or they're setting off from a, a paid employed job to setting up their own business, is there any one thing that you would say that you would want to share with them that would help them that you know made a difference to you? I think when I left university, I was kind of forced to let go of all my expectations because the world was in chaos. Mm. Um, And while that was difficult, you know, it's hard to not have a set plan of what you're going to do, especially at such, it feels like such a critical time in your life. I think that mindset of not having set expectations really allowed me to explore what I genuinely wanted to do. Um, I definitely understand the value of, you know, five-year plans, career plans, but sometimes, especially when you're starting something new, kind of letting go of those expectations, trying things out, just experiencing things and figuring out what you genuinely enjoy and obviously what practically works, it can be a real benefit. And I I mean, I love that. And I think the picture we've all got there, uh, is is quite magical really because you know if we did that more ourselves and even 
those of us are establishing business, you know, perhaps we should do that. You know, mm-hmm. that's a few times a year. We should just sit down and let go of those expectations. And, and I don't want to be patronizing by saying what I'm going to say now, but a little bit more childlike because yeah. we, can, we can learn from inquiring, asking, touching. And if we touch something, it's hot and it hurts us. We learn quickly not to do it again. But I think if we never took the chance to reach out to see what it felt like, we've missed out on an opportunity, haven't we? And I think in business, we miss so many opportunities because we feel that we have got to be more mold fitting into this person who follows the path that everybody else is is following really in the trends and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I love that. Letting go of the expectation. Frozen is one of my favorite films, by the way. So the whole (laughs) phrase, let it go. Yeah. And with that all the way through. So uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I I want to ask you now to to share a tip more about the copywriting side of things. So, you know, Mm -hmm. that's your level of expertise of launch copy and marketing strategies. If you could give the listeners perhaps who are either trying to uh, relaunch something or they're trying to catapult something into the market, what what tip or what lesson could you share with us today on that basis? Yeah, I think. With content, uh, there's a lot of pressure. It can be very overwhelming, especially um, in the online sphere. It feels like there's a million pieces of content being uploaded every second. Um, But I suggest that people stay specific to exactly who they want to work with, who they want to be and what they want to do. Um, it might sound a bit like, oh, yeah, niche down, niche down. Yeah. But in a world where, you know, there's probably 10 other people launching something similar to you. If you can speak directly to the type of person you want to work with, that's going to be so much more powerful than what everyone else is doing. Usually when I work with people, it's because they've said something or they've shared something. And I felt like they're speaking exactly to me like they're reading my mind um and that's really powerful so they can feel like a lot of pressure to try and bring on as many people as possible or get as many likes as possible but what really matters is how the people you actually want to work with feel and that it resonates with them yeah I I always remember many years ago uh, a guy I don't know if you ever come across him actually he's quite renowned in sort of global copywriting, particularly in, uh, in Australia, Ed Dale. And he, he talked about connection copy. And mm-hmm. he said, too many people just talk about themselves at the beginning. He says, and the first yeah. thing copy's got to do is connect. And I think you're absolutely right there. It's got to connect with the person who's reading it. If all you're doing is talking about you, there's no connection there, is there, with that person that's reading it at all. So start yeah. with that connection, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes being too vague can feel a bit like wishy-washy. Oh, you're tired of working loads of hours in your business. That feels a bit overused. Like, how can you make it more specific and relatable? Yeah, I I always remember you just took me back to a network meeting. We'll talk about network meetings earlier. I remember going to a network meeting in Lincoln and there were about 80 people there at this event. And it was when face-to-face events were more the rage then. And there were about 11 web designers stood up 
Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to them all. And I didn't know that any of them were web designers because they stood up and they said, I help people release more time to spend with their family. I help. And they gave all these cryptic statements because they didn't yeah. want to say I'm a web designer. Yeah. And, and these 11 people stood up and said all these things. And I sat there thinking, I haven't got a clue what it is that you actually do. And I had to <laughs> say to people on the table, because I was new to the event. I said, what is it they do? And they said, oh, they do website design. And eventually one guy uh, who did become a client of mine in the end, um, who's sadly no longer with us, but uh, he passed away a few years ago, but he stood up and said, I'm a web designer. I'm proud of it. And if you want a great website, come and talk to me. Yeah. And suddenly it was like, yeah, I get that. So the yeah. wishy-washy bit, yeah. Uh, it, it became quite trendy, I think, to do that because mm-hmm. you were told not to tell people. You know, I, I agree with that. You know, If I tell people I'm a business coach or I'm an accountant, people actually expect set expectations of what I am don't they so I understand you've got to be a little bit more about how you help but uh, yeah yeah less wishy-washy I think that's a great tip Rebecca great yeah tip. so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit off piece here with the questions I'm, I'm intrigued to know what's next for you where where you know you've you've let go of those expectations and you've just been to Paris to see yeah. your friend uh, which I'm sure is giving you a little bit of inspiration to perhaps to do things a little bit different or do things in life or business. What's what's next for Rebecca Clark? That's a good question. <laughs> I think um, definitely being able to have the time to go out and live life beyond, you know, what I write on my laptop is definitely insightful and something I'd like to um put into my routine more and I think by doing that I'd like to work with uh less clients so I can really focus on them really understand their businesses inside and out um instead of feeling like like there's this constant rush to work with as many people as possible and finish as many projects as possible I really enjoy that focus I think that's also why I enjoyed launches because it's a whole process, a whole journey yeah. to really focus on creating that project and doing it really well for that client. Um, but I've, I haven't really talked about this much, but I've also been considering adding a slight coaching aspect to my business um, because I know outsourcing isn't for everyone for whatever reason. Some people just like doing their own social media because they feel like it's a way for them to connect with their audience. So I've been thinking about potentially adding that to my business to help people, you know, with the advice of how to write well. So, they, you know, they don't have to go to university for three years to figure it out themselves. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit of sort of you're doing it for them at the moment, but a little bit of getting them to do it for themselves. And yeah. again, if you teach somebody to fish, then they can feed themselves forever, can't they? And yeah, exactly. that's, 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 a, that's a great, great course. Final question then before we come to where your next coffee is going to be and when. You've told us about the importance of understanding who it is that you want to have as a client. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you've told us how to connect with you. For the people listening to this podcast, who is it on this podcast that's listening to it that is your ideal client that you want to work with? Who are those few that you want to really focus in on that could be listening to this right now 
but they don't know who they are and they don't know whether they should reach out to you because they don't know if they're your ideal client and your avatar. So tell us a little bit about who you're looking for. Yes. So I look for people who just don't like writing, (laughs) whether it's because they feel like they're not particularly good at it or it just takes up way too much time for them. But at the same time, they understand the value of it. Um, They know that showing up in a really genuine and impactful way is worth it for their business. Um, And they want the kind of predictability of having good content and copy because that in turn brings in that predictable business um, leads, etc. So yeah, people that don't like writing understand the value of it and want some support to really execute it well so they can keep their personal connection with their audience. I think that's really important. I'm not just going to write something that's just like, go buy this course, you know, that really yeah. reflects them and builds that personal connection without them spending hours and hours trying to figure it out themselves. Uh, and I must admit, I mean, I've been waving at the screen now, listeners, because that's me. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the person who doesn't like writing. You know, I, that's why I listen to books, not read books. You know, I don't even yeah. like the written word that, that way. Um, but yeah, it, it is a chore. I know what I want to say. Mm-hmm. I know the story I want to get across. But that looking at a blank sheet, I think, yeah, listeners, I think we've all done that, looked at a blank sheet and we haven't got a clue where to start. It's yeah. all in our head, but there seems to be, as soon as you see that blank sheet, this wall immediately comes up that stops anything that's in your head coming out yeah. and getting onto paper. Yeah, sometimes when I'm working with clients and I'm trying to, you know, get that message out of them, they find it easier to send me a voice note because then they're not overthinking what they're typing out. They can just verbalize it, which they find a lot easier than, you know, writing it down. Yeah. And it's interesting because, I mean, that's why I love doing the podcast because I love talking. Yeah. And somebody said, one day you're going to turn this podcast into a book. Oh, wow. And you think about chicken soup for the soul. I don't know if you've ever read that. It's all little inspirational stories. Well, if you think about every episode, is somebody's story, somebody's tip. They said, you know, somebody would take this and put this into a book for you because you're absolutely right. It's the talking of it that's much easier. Yeah. If you said to me, Simon, you've got a great book in this. You ought to sit down and you ought to write a book about all the experience you've had. No chance. Yeah. (laughs) Just wouldn't happen. But if you said, here's a set of recordings, turn that into a book, happy days. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, for some, and I know some people love writing, don't they, like yourself? So some some people do like it. Yeah, but probably for the everyday person, speaking is easier. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So let's let's have a think about uh, the the next cup of coffee that you're going to have, and I'm, I'm going to ask you two different halves of this question, okay? Because I've been changing this as COVID has been changing as well, and restrictions have been changing. We've been quite popular on people telling us their dream location for their next cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And we had quite a couple of emotional people in, in the throes of lockdowns also mentioned the people they wanted to have that coffee or that cup of tea with, particularly one person who said, look, I don't care where I have it, uh, but what I want to do is have it with my mum because I've not seen my mum for yeah. over a year. And that inspired me to sort of create this two-barreled question. So I, one, I'd love to know, 
what dream location would you like to sit and sip a nice tea, coffee, whatever it is? You said you like to blend up your teas. But then if you could have a person there with you sipping that coffee, who would that person be? Okay. For location-wise, I live in London and I really like going to different independent coffee shops. Mm. Um, I really enjoy it because usually it makes me go somewhere different in London than where I live. Um, I get to support another small business. Uh, It's usually decorated really cute. Um, And sometimes I even take my laptop and work, do a few hours out of the house. Uh, which is much needed sometimes when you work from home. Yeah, definitely. Um, So yeah, I definitely like exploring different independent coffee shops, especially if they have um, any books or anything like that. Obviously, as a writer, I'm a a big reader as well. So I know some of the Waterstones in London have combined coffee and bookshops, which is just my dream. Right, okay. Uh, I'm just trying to think, it's a long while since I've been, I haven't been to London since lockdown started yeah uh, and i'm hoping to come and see a, a client from america when she travels to uh, the uk uh, in may and i can remember i used to go to a coffee shop i think it was on greek street okay. and if you know that area sort of the soho area i had a client who was yeah. a um a software company on there and he had an office and i remember we used to go somewhere just around the corner around there that was quite nice and you you're right uh, and it was the decoration was what I remember most about it and, mm-hmm. the, and the warmth that the decoration felt as well. Yeah, uh, a lot of the chains have quite almost like sterile decor. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of the independent places just go for it. Yeah. So who, so who's going to be sat there in this independent coffee shop in London, which I think anybody who's not been to London or is thinking in a different country that they'd love to come to London. I think they've got a nice picture of these, you know, little coffee shops, nice decorated books and having a coffee sounds great. But who would you, who would you have with you, Rebecca? That's a good question. At this point in time, I've been able to reconnect with a lot of people I missed during lockdown, like mm-hmm. going to Paris. Um, I think I'd really like to meet some of the person I've some of the people I've been online networking with. Oh. Um, I haven't done a lot of in-person networking, but I found a lot of online networking groups really great and they've su- supported me fully. You know, uh, again, when I was in that point where I don't really believe in my value, I was almost surprised that people, you know, were really supportive of me. I was like, oh, yeah. not that great. Why are they supporting <laughs> me so much? So I think it would be really nice to meet up with them and see them in person. Um, yeah, and have a chat with them face to face instead of just online, because it is a different experience when you can physically see someone. They're not just, it almost feels like a character on the screen. I could be watching a Netflix show. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you for a name. Pick one. Okay. Who would it be? Who can you remember that you would think of that you would want to meet? And we're not excluding everybody else, but just asking you to pick pick a person. I'd say Georgia, because she was the person that reached out to me and invited me to my first networking event. Um, and we still talk quite regularly to this day. I still go to that networking group. Um, is that Georgia Mullis? Yes. Huh? The lady who is on the podcast before you. 
Yeah, she mentioned if you listen, it to So me. if you're listening to this episode, just go back one and you can listen to Georgia. Yeah, she's so supportive and energetic um, and really, she's a really warm person. So there's been times where I'll be like, oh, I don't know what to do about this. And she'll fully encourage me, which yeah. is what you need sometimes. And I think you've, you've yeah, uh, and having spoken to her just yesterday in just the prior episode, I think you're right and even I could sense and I think the listeners that listen to that will sense that that warmth but like you say an abundance of energy and and it's so nice isn't it when people have that energy and they have that enthusiasm and they're willing to share it with Mm -hmm. other people to help them so I think yeah I think that's that's credit to you for recognizing it and credit to her for sharing it out as well because it can be you know not always that case yeah so we we know how to find you. Um, just give us a name of the, the website and the business again. Yeah, poweredupcontent.com. Okay, and we can find you on LinkedIn and did you say Instagram as well? Yeah, LinkedIn yep. and Instagram. Yeah, great. And we can search for either, um, obviously, the, the name of the business or we can search for Rebecca Clark without an E. Yes, without an yeah, E. <laughs> without an E. Great. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Listeners, I know you will have taken away so much value about actually the importance of valuing yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and finding those systems of proof that I think we've talked about all the way through here and valuing yourself. The thing I wrote down here, Rebecca, is with conviction. Yeah. Yeah. Just as you talked about the wishy-washy copy, we shouldn't be wishy-washy in the way we value ourselves as well. And you said there, you know, do it with conviction. So listeners, go away and do some of that with, with conviction as well. And let go of the expectations. What a great tip that you've shared that people should go away. And whenever this goes out, do that in the next couple of days. Just whether you're an established business or whether you're a young business, just take a couple of days and just think, if I let go of expectations, what would I reach out to do? What would I take a chance on? What would I perhaps do differently? I think that'd be a great great return for our time that we spent today yeah you'll probably be surprised what what you get out of that I completely agree completely agree so thank you for giving up your time um and thank you for taking part it's been an absolute pleasure and I know the listeners will have taken great value from you today it's been great thank you so much for having me I really enjoyed it and listeners as you know this is part of my mission to help you be better aware better educated and held accountable and I think we've had that awareness in, as I usually say, heaps and bucket loads today. But also it's important to go out there and do something with what you've heard. So please leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. And if you did something differently, if you went out and let go of those expectations and it made a difference, let Rebecca and I know by leaving a comment or leaving us a review or messaging us directly. I'm sure Rebecca would love to know that she made a difference to somebody. And of course, if you're looking for any kind of launch copywriting or any help with marketing uh, content and strategy, then please, please reach out to Rebecca and find out a little bit more about her and her business. And I look forward to having you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.